Alex It takes a lot to make him happy, and he is clearly pleased. She's up. She's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes. Good morning, everybody, on Off the Podium as we come to you once again during our coverage here of the Pyeongchang 2018 Winter Olympics. Day one is done and dusted, and if you're Dutch or German, you want the Olympics to end right now because you've had a very good day. If you're the Norwegians, well, you don't want it to end because you haven't won a gold yet. And if you're Canadian or Australian, you haven't even realised the games have started because nothing has come your way as of just yet. It's been an exciting day one, so exciting that two of us have gone to bed only two hours ago because the bloody ski jumpers don't know how to uh, jump very well. My name is Ben, otherwise uh, known as the moustached ski jumper who wins bronze. Uh, we're going to get to him throughout this coverage. Uh, and joining me, I only have two people today. One person is still in bed, the lucky duck. The other, uh, well, I don't know. There was not another person that joined us, apparently. Uh, first of all, let's start with Jared Lubick. He's from Emu Plains, and he's also up early at 5.12am to record this episode. Jared, uh, hello. Welcome back to Off the Podium. Thanks for having me back. Uh, yeah, today it will be low bake in honour of um, the Dutch success. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, that, that's a good point. Uh, and joining us uh, also from Canada, one man who's not complaining about the time because... It's like lunchtime for him and probably a good time because I don't even hear a baby crying as well. So don't get used to recording at this time, Colin. Uh, it is Colin Hilding from Winnipeg in Canada. Hello, Colin. Yeah, I've locked myself in a room right now to get away from the screaming baby. Um, <laughs> but I, I still consider myself the lucky one because it's a decent hour here. It is, it is. But... Uh, it's uh, it's the Olympics. I wouldn't be getting up at this time in the morning to cover any of our other podcasts, particularly you know things like the qualifying lap and things like that. Don't get me started. But uh, we uh, we've had an enjoyable first day. Five gold medals were decided. Five silver medals were decided. Five bronze medals were decided. I'll start <laughs> off uh, with Jared first of all uh, before we get into sort of some news on our own uh, countries here and also the uh, the events that we talked about. But uh, you enjoying these Olympics so far, Jared? Uh, I mean, you know, does it make you want to grow a moustache at all or uh, take up ski jumping? <laughs> yeah, the, the the events that I'm seeing, uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying, but I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll talk about that more later. But yeah, no, it's been it's been great. It's it's nice to kind of 
finally get to some finals and um, see the sound of a competition kind of just shoot through the roof. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I believe that there's some Olympics going on, uh, we should mention. I mean, between... Uh, I think the only events actually that are happening from an Australian perspective are the uh, moguls qualifying, the moguls qualifying... Uh, I think the moguls qualifying is happening, followed by the moguls qualifying. Chumpy Pullen was interviewed. Uh, then the moguls qualifying was on. The moguls qualifying, I think, was on then, Jared. Maybe mm. a bit of snowboarding. Uh, then the moguls qualifying. And then I think they might have crammed in all the events into about five minutes towards the end of the Channel 7 coverage. Uh, but they yeah. want you to download the app, though. Uh- <laughs> mm, and, and, and don't forget I about have, uh... the... Um- the highlights of the opening ceremony yes! which consisted of a repeat of the entire thing except for the Korean guy's speech, which they cut out, but the rest of it was all highlights. Not Thomas Bach's speech. It was the Kore- the entertaining guy's speech they cut out. They kept Thomas Bach's in. Uh, and all five hours of children growing up. Uh, Colin, you have something going on for us there? <laughs> Uh, well, first I just want to ask, I mean, in all that coverage, did they, um, at any point mention the lack of belly rubbing going on in the speed skating that obviously had an effect on some results? <laughs> well, I, I, yes, I'm glad you brought that up, but I, I in defense of Andy, um, I think maybe he didn't really have time at the start. I, I mean, if you actually notice when they get called to the start line, they've got about two seconds before they've got to get into the event. I'm assuming he maybe meant if he makes the final, because then they've got about ten minutes once they get introduced in that final. So, um, I forgive Andy for not going through with his no, word. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going with... If you make a promise on off the podium to rub your belly and you don't do it, you lose, okay? That's what happens. Well, look, let's be honest. So far, three out of the four that we've had on this show that have competed so far have made the final. Um, and the one who has competed in a final didn't win a medal. So um, we are officially the Campbell Sisters podcast of Olympic podcasting. Um, <laughs> Colin, how, how did you enjoy uh, day one? Uh, you know, a little bit more successful for Canada. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you did all right in at least one event. I mean, well, the slope style is looking really good for Canada right now. I mean, we qualified in the top two spots for men's and uh, and there were two more that made the finals as well. Uh, Speed skating is what I spent the majority of the day watching. Uh, And I have to say, I don't think I've ever been this uptight watching speed skating. I mean, there's there's a lot of, you know, ooh, this guy's finger touched this guy's thigh. I think that we may have a judgment call and he's going to advance. A lot of people seem to be advancing just based on, like, minor contact and stuff like that. But, I mean, it made it very entertaining to watch. Um, the funniest thing was just on Canadian TV. You know, obviously, Charles Hamlin, he made the finals and there was so much hype about, you know, this being his final Olympics that uh, he's only one medal away from tying the all-time record for most uh, career medals won, only two away from breaking Cindy Clausen's all-time record. And uh, there was a lot of talk, even just through all of the heats and the semifinals and everything. And then it got to the finals, and it was just Charles Hamlin, Charles Hamlin, Charles Hamlin. And then as soon as he started dropping off, and all of a sudden he's at the back, they just stopped mentioning his name. And then (laughs) the whole race is over, and I swear they're not even acknowledging he's in there. It's like, he is dead to us now that he did not win a medal in this. Just like he is to off the podium, you know. Our, our guests <laughs> do choke in these finals. God damn it, Britt Cox and Andy Naughty, no pressure on you tonight. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating because um, 
you know, I, I watched... I, when we get to our sort of a bit here when we usually talk about, uh, you know, what we watched, uh, I really think it's a case of... I think I watched everything today. Well, yesterday. We should establish <laughs> that... Um, this is where it gets tricky sometimes when we say today and yesterday, because at the time of recording this... Day two is only, what, about four hours from starting, but we're covering day one, and then, therefore, we're going to be probably coming to you later on today to cover day two, so you're almost going to get two episodes from us today, just because of the way we're going to be trying to cover the moguls a little bit later on, but, um, yeah, I I love short track speed skating, but I didn't realise it could get so bloody technical, and the fact that you've got to spend ten minutes, like, today yeah. was literally a waiting day, <laughs> as much as I enjoyed the sports, <laughs> from waiting from the ski jumpers to wait for a bit of wind to die down, from waiting to the, you know, short track speed skaters to have every single thing looked at when it comes to the judges, to waiting for Channel 7 to stop showing the moguls qualifying, um, yeah, <laughs> it was one of those days. Uh, but we should look at some results here of uh, our respective nations. Um, uh, similar to Rio, the one won't take that long. One will take a little bit longer than the other. Um, this time around, it's Australia, which won't take that long. Jared, we had uh, three athletes, four athletes in uh, competition today um, when it comes to cross-country skiing, luge and short track. We'll start off with our man, Andy Jung. Spoke to him only a couple of weeks ago, the belly rubber himself and... Uh, didn't quite live up to that, but um, he uh, made it into the semi-finals. Uh, luckily, I should say, I, sh- I didn't say luckily. Uh, let's be honest. The Italian short track speed skater. I don't know, know his name. He's Italian. He he wanted to dive at some point, but uh, he was blocking Andy the entire time. He got his just desserts when he eventually crashed out, and then he got penalised. And Andy, rightfully so, got uh, put into the uh, the semi-final to where he. Completely got waltzed all over. Uh, sadly, couldn't make it through uh, to the A final or the B final. He does have his pet event, the 500 metres, to come. And I, I, I want to correct myself. Yesterday, I said it was the, I think, the 3,000 metres. I went the other direction. I do listen to people when they talk to me on the interviews. Um, but uh, just, just quickly on Andy, I just wanted to say, Jared. Uh, I mean, what were your thoughts on Andy? I mean, I, I was impressed by him for an event that this isn't his his strong suit. He's a he's a sprinter. He enjoys the 500 meters more. He uh, interviewed very well afterwards. I think in in his uh, honest assessment uh, ass- assessment of what happened in it. Uh, but yeah, I, I was impressed with Andy's performance in that in that event. Yeah, I thought he he did really well. Um... I was so excited for him to, to get out of that heat after what happened, and especially the time that they took to, like, review the footage, and then you hear the, the commentators saying, I think it was actually the Australian. I'm like, don't you even dare. Like, don't you dare disqualify him. I was like, he got cut off on the inside lane. Don't you dare. But then, yeah, the, the semifinal was... It was a bit of the Bradbury strategy that, that didn't really pay out this time around. Yeah, he definitely did take that Bradbury position. Uh, and just hover around the back. The Italian was, uh, Yuri Confitola. Of course it's Yuri. He's renowned for, uh, his cheating ways. Um, you know, rightfully so, was penalised. But, you know, I was, I like that with the commentators too. I'm pretty sure, like, they sound too, um, unenthusiastic to be American. But the thing is, they sound like too nice enough to be Canadian, but then they don't seem to get excited enough for the Canadian skaters. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's like a Canadian who defected to Britain or something like that. But like, I don't know why Bradbury's not there commentating. Like, I don't know why we have expert commentators in the luge, but we don't have a commentator in the short track, an event we've won medals in before. 
Um, we'll get to that when we get to our Channel 7 coverage maybe a little bit later on. Uh, our other athletes, uh, speaking of the luge, uh, Alex Falazo, I want to say. Uh, I do listen to how they pronounce their names. Uh, I think he's going to become a cult figure here in Australia, Jared, because uh, this guy is awesome. He was 16th after his first run, a 48.073, dropped to 27th, a 48.587, and I believe he's got to be in the top 20 to get a fourth run uh, on his third run this evening uh, or tomorrow, day two, whatever you want to look at it. Uh, he's got the hair. He's got the personality. Uh, you know, if he gets his results, Jared, I, I can't uh, see Luge not becoming at least a top five sport in this country. Yeah, if he gets that, if he gets that fourth run, yeah, parties in Australia, uh, parties with his Latvian buddies. Yes. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be great for the two countries. Even his Latvians, he's, he's going off. Uh, he, he trains with the Latvian national luge team, a, a a goal that all Australians aspire to. Growing up, I, I don't doubt. Um, and our other two Aussies in uh, action. Uh, no, it wasn't Britt Cox and everyone else. They competed the day before, but Channel Seven wouldn't let you believe that. Uh, and the cross country ski. Speaking of events that can take off in Australia, wow, this had everything. There was seven and a half kilometres of skiing, they had a pit stop, and they had another seven and a half kilometres of skiing. I was I was absolutely hooked to my television. Um, sadly, Barbara Jezusek wasn't. She was only 39th, uh, 44 minutes, 39 seconds, point three. And uh, Jessica Yeaton, oh, the rivalry between these two, it was Barbara who came out on top. Uh, but Jessica got a 45, 44.8. She was in 50th position. Top 50 for Jessica. No mean feat. Uh, did you pay much attention to the Aussies in the ski on there, Jared? Um, well, I, I kind of tried to, but it was a bit difficult when uh, they're about to cross the line and then we had a channel change and we didn't bother <laughs> to show them finishing yes. um, in typical Channel 7 fashion. But no, the, the ski was was great. I, the favourite part for me was just how the person who won Charlotte, she was just with the rest of the pack, and I swear I looked down for two seconds, and all of a sudden, like, she's 20 metres ahead now. Look at that burst of speed. I was like, where did that come from? Like, that just takes some skill to be to be there one second and not the next. So I think there should probably be an inquiry into some of her gear yeah. just to check out that she didn't have, uh, yeah, rockets on their skis. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And soon to be in 2022, uh, you know, Olympic athletes from Sweden or something like that competing. Uh, all right, we're done. Uh, Colin, <laughs> next 20 minutes, talk about all the Canadians that competed because I think you had a few more. Um, I was hoping you had some results of Canadians because the <laughs> Olympic .ca website uh, decided to stop responding completely. I can find uh, I can some go for off you. The top of my head, though, I'm sure. <laughs> go, can... go for what you know, and I'll help you out. Well, I mean, <laughs> the big one, obviously, uh, the 1500 speed skating finals. Uh, there, there was a bit of a surprise there, I guess, as um, uh, Samuel Girard made the finals on one of the many technicalities. And uh, Charles Hamlin, the favorite, you know, ended up being disqualified, which to me just was weird. If he, I mean, you guys watch that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The fifteen hundred meter final, they showed replay after replay of that, and I couldn't find one moment where he touched another skater. And meanwhile, we're going through all these other ones where you know guys are like side kicking each other with their blades, <laughs> and they're getting through. And it's just, I, 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 I just wish we had, you know one clip to show how he got uh, disqualified there. But uh, Samuel Gerrard, uh, almost by default, makes fourth place, could have almost by default won a medal, but sadly he didn't. Uh, he gets to be the hero over uh, Charles Hamlin. The slope style, 
as I said, we qualified uh, number one, number two. Max Perot was number one. And then Mark McMorris, who is one of the Canadian heroes from Sochi, just because he won bronze in slope style while his ribs were broken. Uh, so they're the top two qualifiers. And then we had two others. Um, I don't have their names in front of me because the Olympic dossier website sucks. Uh, <laughs> but they qualified, I think it was in eighth and ninth. Um, ben can probably confirm that. Uh, and there was somebody in the ski jumping <laughs> who kind of felt like Eddie the Eagle to me because they're building it up like, you know, if he makes this, he will break the all-time Canadian record. And then he was like, you know, 22nd place or something like that. Uh, and that's all I know off the top of my head. Oh, other than, of course, mixed doubles curling, as we talked about on the opening ceremony, it's you know, amazing how quickly things change. Uh, Laws and Morris, who lost their first match against Norway, have now won five straight after that. So they're five and one. And uh, they just beat the Olympic athletes of Russia eight to two. So that's the big one for Canada. Uh, well, I'll go through the other Canadian ones and just in general all the results here now while I've got everything open. Uh, can I just say I saw a bit of the curling? Uh, and Caitlin Laws, I'm a fan. Um, she is... Yeah, I figured you would be. (laughs) She seems like a very nice lady. Uh, I'm sure she's fun to hang out with. She's a a local... She's a local lady, too. She's always... She's from Winnipeg and basically makes appearances here all the time and curls out of Winnipeg. I've never had the chance to run into her, though. You can come back to Winnipeg and I'm sure we could, uh... Sure we can set up a meet and greet? I'm I'm back in Winnipeg. Um, those... (laughs) Those who are wondering, uh, plenty of curling that happened, uh, on day one. So, uh, China defeated the US. This is the mixed doubles. Uh, China defeated the USA 6-4. Norway defeated Finland 7-6 in that epic match. Oh, that's a match of the ages. 7-6. There, it came down to the final, uh, what do you say end? Uh, round? Uh, what, what do you call those things? End. End, thank you. Uh, 7-6. Uh, Canada defeated Switzerland 7-2. The Olympic athletes from Russia, uh, six five over South Korea. Then, uh, as you mentioned, Canada defeated the Olympic Russia. Well, thrashed them eight to two. Switzerland defeated South Korea six four. USA ten three over Norway. China ten five over Finland. And in the final rounds of the day, um, they are happening today, uh, as in day two, Sunday. So the standings for that, uh, I do believe Canada have already qualified. Am I not mistaken there, Colin? Um, and. Yeah, for the semis. The top four nations go to the semis. So Canada's already through. Um, so in second place currently, Olympic athletes from Russia, um, followed by, uh, Norway and Switzerland. So they're your top four at the moment, semi-finalists potentially. But Canada are locked into the semis. So you've got a 75% chance of a medal in curling. Who would have thought? Um, so, other ones, though, just quickly, uh, non-medal event, Canada didn't compete, but just in the ice hockey results yesterday, we had two games going on, uh, in which, uh, Mallory would have gotten super confused watching this, because both Switzerland and Sweden played, um, <laughs> but, uh, I was loving Sweden versus Japan, this is a women's, uh, round robin, I should mention, that was a tight game, 2-1, Sweden took that one in the end, speaking of fans of things, I'm a fan of the Sweden women's hockey team as well, they, they seem very nice to hang out with. Uh, 2-1 over Japan. Was that shown much there in a... Oh, it's hockey. Of course it was shown much in Canada, it wasn't was. it? <laughs> That's what I woke up to, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch much of it, uh, Jared, on the app at all? Um, I did just see a little bit of the in-between sweeping of the ice. Uh, and the <laughs> third... I thought hockey had four quarters. I just got really confused. Is it three? Three Is it periods. Thirds? Three periods, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, because I got confused because it was third, and then it finished, and I was like, oh, I thought it was four. I'm so confused, but no, that makes sense then. Yeah, I, I just want to establish that uh, I was also very much enthralled with the in between intermission um, Zamboni uh, watching on the app. Uh, that was so exciting. They certainly focused a lot on the Zambonis going up and down. I think uh, Jared, we established on Twitter that that's the Korean ice dancing team, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Sweden also, uh, sorry, Switzerland. See, I'm doing a Mallory now. Uh, they thrashed the team from Korea 8-0. Now, let's be honest. Uh, I bet you South Korea now are wishing they didn't ask the North Koreans to play with them because, uh, if North Korea wasn't on that team, I think they probably might have maybe only lost 7-0. I don't know. Uh, special props can I mention to the North Korean cheer squad? Um, in the audience who just were going off. Uh, did you see that, any of you? Like, they actually kept just showing just the North Korean supporters. They just had this, like, in unison cheering going on. I think they're just told to. They're like, if you don't cheer in unison, we'll kill you. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I guess the retaliation from the lack of enthusiasm in the opening ceremonies. <laughs> uh, just back up to the curling as well. Can I just say, the curling was packed. When you looked at the crowd. We're going to talk about the crowds, I think, a little bit. Because when we get to the ski jumping, I don't know if they realise in Korea that the ski jumping is part of the Olympics. Because no one was there. Um, I mean, I think Jared and I were almost included in the uh, crowd there for staying up to 2.30 in the morning <laughs> to watch it. Um, the luge, uh, after two runs at the moment, uh, Felix Lock from Germany is leading ahead of David Gleischer of Austria. And Roman Replov of the Olympic athletes from Russia. Canadians, Sam Edney's in fifth after two runs. Uh, you've got another Canadian, Reed Watts. Uh, looks like he's in about 11th or 12th there. Mitchell Maliak, another Canadian. He's down a little bit further. Our Australian Alexander Falazo, as I mentioned earlier, uh, and bringing up the rear for those who are wondering. Um, Andre Mendelez, Manzi of the Ukraine. Uh, disappointing. Uh, I spoke to him the other day. He was expecting more than that. Uh, short track speed skating. Uh, you've mentioned a few results here, but can I just mention in the, uh, 3000 meter relay heats that, um, what an event. God, I love the relays in the short track. I mean, Australia, we, we're just very fond of this. We won our very first Olymp- Olympic medal, of course, in that back in 94, but, uh, it's good news for Canada. Colin, you're through to the final. Uh, you went through, uh, with South Korea in the first semi-final, uh, and China and Italy will join you. And God, did not the Italian coach not go off? I don't know if either of you saw the Italian coach after that semi-final. He went absolutely <laughs> gangbusters with that one. Uh, sadly, the Netherlands, Japan. Oh, Lindsay Vaughn would have a field day with that. <laughs> yes. Hungary and the Olympic athletes from Russia all through to the B final. Um, also, uh, you mentioned, yeah, the 1500 meters, uh, the gold medal. We should just quickly go over those results quickly. Gold to Korea. Lim Hu Jun in an Olympic record time took out the first gold for, uh, the host nation, defeated the Dutch skater. Now I'm going to butcher this one. Is it Jinky Neget? I'm assuming those letters are silent in, in beforehand there. Uh, and Simeon Elestrov, uh, from the Olympic athletes from Russia. Let's just say it. He's Russian. The Russian got third. <laughs> One of the clean Russians. Uh, I'm, I'm so sick. Like, I, these commentators must absolutely be pissed off at the Russians. Cause they have to be like, oh, and third, the Olympic athletes from Russia. Just say it. They're Russian. That's all you have yeah. to say. Um, the Canadians have Gerard fourth in that one. Um, and in the B final, China's Han Tnure took that one out and Canada's Pascal Dion got 10th. I think that's Celine's son or something like that. Um, the, fi- <laughs> the, 
the 500 meters in the women's, um, you have, uh, two Canadians through to the semifinals. Kim Boutin, uh, uh, oh, she sounds nice. Is she like anything like Poutine? I'm, I'm there. Um, and Marianne St. Gilas, is it? Gilas? Gilias? St. Gilate. Now, I'm, I'm assuming you don't know who she is. Uh, I'm gonna go with, no, I don't. I'm guessing she's a Canadian speed skater. Oh, she's, well, she's the fiance of Charles Hamlin, too. Oh, of course. Absolutely. That was my next guess. Um, but big news in that, though, we had, uh, two Olympic records set. Uh, in that, Choi Min Jong, uh, South Korean skater, 42870, and, uh, broke the previous Olympic record set only earlier by a British speed skater, Elise Christie, 42872. Now, every time I've watched this, I swear the British skaters are the ones falling over all the time. So I don't know how, <laughs> did you see that, Jared? I swear every time I look, oh, there's a British skater, they're down again. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely be blaming uh, their skates, probably yeah. putting in an inquiry for tampering there. Yes, I'm there. Uh, Ski Jumper, this is the event that kept us up to 2 o'clock in the morning. This was uh, the normal hill, the individual, and for the first time since 1984, Germany have taken a gold medal in uh, the ski jumping normal hill. Andreas Wellinger, uh, he took the gold with a score of 133.5. Um, no, actually, I'm looking at the wrong one. Let's go back over that. His score was 259.1. That was his qualifying score. Uh, but he took the gold, uh, from double Norway medals, uh, silver and bronze. Johan Andre Forfang got a score of 250.9. And our moustached hero, Robert Johansson, uh, 249.7. This guy is a cult hero. Okay. <laughs> you're, you, you're excited for this I, guy, Colin? I have to ask a question about him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I have to ask a question, though, because our commentator multiple times referred to him as Mustachio Viking. <laughs> uh, and I think one time he said, that's the nickname I like to call him. Um, so I don't know if this was being said anywhere else. Like, is this just a Canadian thing? They like to call him Mustachio Viking? <laughs> uh, I didn't hear that. All I heard was this British guy. Um, he didn't even, did he even re- reference his mustache? I feel he didn't, Jared, because he was more excited for the, the statistic that he kept repeating over and over again that Germany haven't won a gold medal since 1984 in the normal wheel. Yeah, he was a bit, um, subdued about the whole moustache thing he wasn't a great commentator actually because he just didn't there was no maybe it is just ski jumping but there was no like what do you have to do to be good at it or like letting like the audience know like what was really happening i was just like yep that jump will get them on the podium no that jump won't get them on the podium yeah we're waiting we're waiting he, Go. <laughs> he was he was i mean i was yeah i was with you there and watching and thinking like it doesn't it's kind of like the opening ceremony you don't really need that much skill to be a commentator at the opening ceremony you just read a script and uh basically say oh look there's a child it's grown up to be a doctor yeah this guy literally was like jim broadbent and eddie the eagle he just sat there and he's just like oh he's a german he's a norwegian oh he's waiting again um, you know, and obviously we're getting the... And he's going downhill. <laughs> he is in the air. Not good. Did not land in the right spot. He's obviously like, I think maybe the BBC feed or something like that. But when we get to the speed skating here in a second, we have an Australian commentating the speed skating. Whoever that man is, give give him a, a gold medal himself. He knows everything about this sport, Jared. So like in a, in a sport where, you know, we know more about the short track than the long track... We have a, a commentator who knows everything. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. I just want to quick mention, though, to Simona Man, my man, uh, the Swiss uh, four-time gold medalist. Uh, he was in 11th, sadly. 
and our Japanese uh, Noriaki Kasai, the uh, eight-time Olympian, he was in 21st for Canada. Uh, your Eddie the Eagle, Mackenzie Boyd Clowes. I look forward to yes. uh, Mackenzie the the Moth coming soon to cinemas near you. <laughs> he he was uh, he at least made the final. He was 26 uh, out of 30 in the final. Uh, he got a score of 208.1. Um, and I just want to say every, like we talked about the British, uh, speed skaters falling over all the time. I swear every single time I looked up and heard our esteemed commentator talk about a bad jump, there was somebody from Slovenia. So, um, just a special note to the Slovenian yeah. ski jumping team. Uh, <laughs> just try better next time. <laughs> Anyway, uh, just in case I forget, um, I don't know if you have any like commentary fa- commentary fails for Australia. I have a couple. We have a great commentary. F- yeah, we have a great one from uh, this one from Canada. If you just want me to go now, I'll, I'll hold on to it. We'll we'll do that in a second. I'll quickly go over these other results here. Um, the you mentioned the slope style. Yep, Canada absolutely shitting this one in. You've got four people into the final. You went over them. Four Norwegians into the final. Uh, we have an American. We have a Swede. We have a Belgian. We have a New Zealander in the final of the men's. Now, this was happening on air yesterday when we were recording, going, oh, that's nothing. Carlos Garcia Knight. Oh, he's a household name in New Zealand this morning as everyone in Auckland and Wellington wakes up because he's done something that no New Zealander's done since they won a silver medal in 1992, I believe, and made an Olympic final of the Winter Olympic Games. Jared, what is wrong if a New Zealander can make an Olympic final in the Winter Olympics? Yeah, there's a serious problem here, and there's a serious problem with the commentators thinking that this is to be celebrated back in Australia, as they kept on saying, oh, Australia, lots of friends back there. We're very glad for them, our our neighbours. And I'm like, stop trying to claim people already. We do have events coming up. You put so much faith in our other athletes. Surely we don't need to claim people yet. But, yeah, they just didn't understand that we don't want them to win a medal before we do, ever. Now, now can we just establish the um, what this means for New Zealand and the fact that this is so unexpected? The Wikipedia page for Carlos Garcia Knight reads as follows. Carlos Garcia Knight, born 6th of May 1997, is a New Zealand snowboarder. He competed in the 2018 Winter Olympics, where he made the final of the men's slope style. That's it. Um, and then... <laughs> Their team is so small at these games. They have a whole little box down the bottom of this 2018 New Zealand Winter Olympics team uh, where they've got athletes in alpine skiing, freestyle skiing, skeleton, or as I say New Zealand, skeleton, uh, snowboarding and speed skating. Um, and you're right, Jared. This is the thing, because this slope style is happening, I think, like midday Australian time today. Britt Cox, as we're well informed, is skiing at about 8.30 tonight, because they've only told us about 417 times. So the realistic nature is, even if Britt Cox takes a gold medal this evening, uh, and uh, somehow Carlos Garcia Knight land, all he has to do is land, everyone's falling over in this event, um, that New Zealand could potentially <laughs> win a medal. Uh, and some weird part of me, Jared, and I'm going to admit this on air... I wouldn't mind seeing him win. It's just a bronze. I don't want him to get ahead of themselves with a silver or a gold. 
But, I mean, it's been 26... Not beating the Canadians. It's, well, exactly. We want gold and silver for Canada. It's been 26 long years since New Zealand have celebrated glory in the Winter Olympics here, and if they win a bronze, it'll be a national holiday in Auckland on Monday. So, um, surely some of us has to... Everybody be... in the country is going to be wearing bearskin rugs on their back. <laughs> They're going to be walking around with Carlos hats on. They're going to be wearing face masks with Carlos Garcia Knight. You'll get a street parade in Auckland on Tuesday. Um, they'll be declared the winners of the Olympics. Um, just, you know, Yul Brenner style. They'll get Buckingham Palace. Uh, I mean, just, we're, we're trying to big up New Zealand here. You know, go New Zealand! Uh, oh, Lord, this is this is hilarious. Um, and finally, speed skating. Uh, it was the Dutch sweep. Um, they, they were, they were on the pipe, the Dutch, uh, they, they were smoking their way through. That's a bit defensive, but no, who cares? They're the Dutch. They'll laugh it up. Uh, let's try and pronounce these names, shall we? It was the, uh, women's, uh, 3,000 meters. Kaleen Akateki. She won in a time of 3 minutes, 59, <laughs> 21. Yep, I'm trying. Irene Wurst, Wurst, Wurst. Uh, she only missed out by 0.8 seconds. I was watching that. That was tight. She was winning the whole thing, and she looked so disappointed at the end. She had a 3.59.29. And Antoinette de Jong, what a name, uh, third, 4 minutes, 02 seconds. Uh, she beat the great Czech skater. God, that Aussie uh, commentator was talking her up, Martina Sabalakova, and two Canadians uh, in 6 and 7 there, Avani Ablondin and Isabel Vitamin, uh, Vitamin, Vitamin, uh, Vitamin C. <laughs> Uh, she was seventh and another Canadian, Brown Tut. She was in 20th position. Uh, got through all of those, I believe. Um, oh no, I didn't. Cross country skiing, uh, gold there to Charlotte Carla. Um, 21.23.4 in the skiathlon. Marit Bjorgen became the most, uh, decorated female winter Olympian of all time with a silver medal. Uh, congratulations there for Norway, um, 21-2-3-1. And it was a sweep for the Scandinavian nations, Krista Parmakoski, uh, bronze for Finland, 21-2-7-9. Uh, we went over the Canadian and Australian results. Uh, no, I didn't. Canada, Sandrine, Sandrine Brown was 33rd, uh, knocking off, uh, Australia's Barbara Jezusirk there. She was the highest placed Canadian. Uh, and in the biathlon, Laura Dalma of Germany, Gold, uh, Marta Olsbu of Norway, uh, silver, and Veronica Vitkova of Czech Republic. She took the bronze. Um, there was a Canadian in that. Julia Ransom was 40th. Uh, another Canadian's Rosanna Crawford, 53rd. Emma Lunder, 54th. Oh, that's sad. Mega Tandy, 57th. <laughs> Jesus, you had a few in there. Um, what happened to your biathlon team? You know there? what? <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is this. Uh, I had one interview that I was trying to line up right before the Olympics with Rosanna Crawford, and she said, yeah, that's fine, I'll come on the show, and I just didn't have time to do it before the Olympics started. So let's also claim, if you don't rub your belly and <laughs> you don't make time for us before the opening ceremonies, you will not win an Olympic medal. Exactly. It's all, it's, we're, we're the glue of all the medals um, of this <laughs> of this Olympics. Let's be honest. So if New Zealand doesn't come away with a medal, um, you know, it's, it's it's not our fault because we are talking this guy up. So um, that's... 
<laughs> what I'm liking to say here anyway uh, as well. Um, all right, I think we went over everything there. Uh, what did we watch? Um, let's start with you, Colin, for this one. Um, what, what, what were the ones that you were paying attention to? You mentioned the speed skating. We kind of discussed this, but were there any ones that you kind of didn't really talk here about some of the other key ones that you watched uh, on day one? I mean, the ones that I watched intently was the speed skating, particularly the 1500 and then the 3000 meter. Uh, I didn't watch all the, the pairs for the 3000 meter, but at least the finals. Uh, and then ski jumping. I mean, the ski jumping was just, it was fantastic to watch. And some of those delays, I can imagine if it was 2.30 in the morning, I would be like, just get on with it already. But I was finding some of the delays funny just because our commentators were really struggling, as you'll hear in a moment, uh, about how they were going to fill the dead air. So those are the two main ones. And then, of course, you know, we were watching the slope styles all together last night. Um, yeah, as we were recording the opening ceremony episode, uh, I did watch a little bit of the the hockey that was going on. There's going to be more coming up when Canada starts, and then anytime mixed doubles curling is on, you have to watch it in Canada. I think that you you officially lose your citizenship if you don't watch it. Well, I think we officially lose our citizenship if we don't watch the moguls qualifying about 328,612 times. Uh, Jared, did you watch anything else besides the moguls qualifying? Did you know that we qualified, uh, Britt Cox for the final of the moguls qualifying? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, our team didn't have any problems filling the gaps and the breaks in the, uh, ski jump <laughs> because we had plenty of content ready and raring to go. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mainly just watched the, the ski jumping, um, which I thought was great, although I would be interested to know if you accidentally go uh, somehow trip and, and, and go down the slope before the green light goes, is that automatic disqualification? I mean, is that the same as diving into the pool before the starter's gone? Um, so I would love to know what happens in that situation. Uh, but yeah, the, the ski jumping, I don't understand how it's so enthralling. I was sitting there watching it with the delays. I'm like, why am I still like, why am I still up at this point? And I just could not go to sleep, <laughs> but I had to know who won. I was like, this commentary is not giving. I don't know, like, what you have to do to do a good jump. It looks like they all start the same. How come some go further than others? Uh, is this rigged? What's happening? Um, but yeah, somehow it's enthralling watching people go down a hill and 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 just jump and, and look like idiots in, in ridiculous, hideous outfits, um, particularly the Polish team. It's it's kind of like watching my dad watch My Kitchen Rules because he's literally watching people, like, cook food and, like, a French judge and an Australian judge try to make it so dramatic of taking a bite out of, like, a, a, tr- a truffle or something like that, to which they stare at a camera for five minutes. Yes, Colin, this is quite, you know, dramatic pause, dramatic pause. Delicious. And it's just like, like, what, what, Edible. like, what is this? And like, the ads I'm watching for my kitchen rules this week are showing that there's going to be some dramatic, like, someone's getting murdered in the kitchen or something. Jared, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, you will not want to miss this week's my kitchen rules. It is so unmissable. It'll be talked about for weeks in Australia. Like, Jesus Christ, Channel 7. Someone's going to burn a soup or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm with you there. Like, I, I was, I love the ski jumping and, it's like, I want to be one of those volunteers who move that, like, 
uh, the seat down. Like when somebody decides they want to jump down a little bit lower, a little bit higher, there's like five Koreans mm. who lift like a seat up with the Olympic rings on it for them to sit down. The gate. The gate. Thank you. There's a technical term for it. I also want to be a ski jumping coach because these poor ski jumpers are freezing their little bodies off in their tight little skin tight suits and they're all hugging them. They're all giving them like a woolly jacket like, going, oh, it's okay. It's okay, mate. Let's, like, let's stay warm. Stay warm. And uh, oh. I think we could have gotten free tickets to the ski jumping because, again, there was no one there. Like, there was no one at the ski jumping. Those stands were emptier than the stands at the Athens Olympics. Like, there was just no one there. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I also watched. I, I pretty exactly. much watched everything. I'm just looking at the sports that we had. I, I there was not one sport I didn't see at least five minutes of, in between. You know all the the moguls qualifying. Um, uh, just just a word of advice for Australians watching it: download the bloody app. <laughs> like I know Channel Seven shove it down your throat, but it's worth it because like you get to watch sports, people. You don't get to see Chumpy pulling interviewed uh, thirty times, uh, getting the the esteemed question of why is your nickname Chumpy? Now, look, I know I asked him that when we had him on the show, but like <laughs> this is a question that's been asked so many times to this guy. He just literally presses play on his phone because he's just you know sick of answering it. Um, I, I really enjoy the biathlon. I can I just point that out? The biathlon is fun. So is the, every sport I watched was fun. It was so good. The luge, it was only the singles, but it's still fun to watch. Uh, the speed skating is kind of like the ski jumping to me because short track speed skating is so much more exciting. But the speed skating is, you know, Mallory said it yesterday, she's kind of bored by it. It's kind of slower if you're used to short track speed skating, but it's still enthralling watching them just literally, you know, left, right, left, right. Oh, there's a clock. Oh, they're two seconds. Oh, they're one second down. There's something about it. Um, but yeah, you, you, you're sighing at me now, Colin. What did I say wrong? Did I just offend Canada? <laughs> No, no, no. I was, I was just thinking like it. It's actually one of the most intense sports, but like you're saying, it really shouldn't be because it's the little things like, like oh, I think he brushed him with his elbow, and and when they come up to the finish line, you know, we're used to, uh, you know, the runners like Andre de Grasse or uh, Usain Bolt stretching their head forward like they're flying in like Superman, and these guys they just have like a graceful pointing their skate out, yeah. like little things like that, and. <laughs> In the semifinals, I mean, I don't know how you, it couldn't be intense. In the semifinals, like with Charles Hamlin, they made a huge deal of it here, that it was like a photo finish, and it looked like it was like you know a millimeter ahead of them pointing the skate. I mean, every time a skater wipes out, you're like, oh, okay, well, now are they going to automatically advance to the finals yeah. because they wiped out, or are they going to choose to try to finish this? Like, there's so many technicalities and everything. Nobody understands the rules, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's interesting to kind of think that sometimes you're better off crashing out of a goddamn event because you might actually make it through. Like, that kind of was my strategy yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, just... And this is, again, just talking about the Winter Olympics, just why all these sports are so exciting. Even the boring sports are exciting. Like, you know, let's be honest. The, <laughs> the skiathlon is the marathon, or, you know, the sort of marathon. I mean, it's 15 kilometres compared to 40. But, like, I, look, I'm not taking away from marathon. I mean, it's something that I in my current state, could definitely not do. So I am in awe of these athletes who can run that long. But, I mean, you know, you try watching, you know, all, what, an hour and a bit of the marathon. It's not exactly the most exciting thing in the world. Um, but it still is exciting in many aspects if you're really into it and get into the technicalities of it. Uh, my, my biggest thing, though, with watching these sports 
is, um, I mean, maybe we thought it was just the opening ceremony. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Koreans. Maybe they're just very nice. I don't like cheering, but I swear, like, they just don't cheer. Like, it's, if, even if a Korean's winning, they cheer a little bit, yeah. but then they just stop. Like, have you guys noticed the crowd interaction at these games so far isn't exactly, isn't huge there? Colin, you getting in your coverage? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest reaction we got was the, the two Koreans in the, the, uh, the 1500 meter. And they, the commentators are making such a big deal about it. They're like, the crowd is going nuts for these Koreans. And I'm like, it sounds like the polite applause in like the Vancouver Olympics <laughs> when an American would win over a Canadian. You know, we're polite enough. So, oh, yeah, good for them, I guess, biting our tongues. But that's like the all out excitement of the Koreans. Yeah, Jared, are you noticing that too? I mean, again, we're ski jumping experts after staying up to two o'clock in the morning. But again, uh, the only time you saw people in the crowd is when they cut to like the three Polish flags in the crowd. And that was about it. Yeah, definitely at the ski jumping, it did seem to be kind of, I suppose, fans from different countries, but I suppose it's not really a strong spot for Korea, but that, so that makes sense. But yeah, it just seems like you, you have the Winter Olympics in your country, just go. Mm. Especially to something like that, I'm like, I imagine a ticket to the ski jumping does not cost a whole lot. Well, I mean, this is the thing that, like, maybe we just don't understand how expensive Olympic tickets are. I mean, you know, it's all well and good for us to go back to Sydney, but, I mean, that was 18 years ago. Uh, you know, obviously, things like this are expensive. I mean, on a comparison point, I guess, with the Commonwealth Games that are coming up, I just happened to randomly go through a bunch of the tickets on the, uh, the website, and... Um, so many events are sold out. Like, you cannot get a ticket to the swimming at the Commonwealth Games. The netball's sold out. The cycling's completely sold out. I think all but one session of the athletics is sold out. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy. And I feel, you know, it's my duty, considering that I'm technically an employee of the Commonwealth Games, to say, visit the Gold Coast website to buy your tickets now before you miss out. Um, but it's, it's crazy just to think that's the Commonwealth Games. Like, maybe it's just an Australian thing. We will get behind anything to support. Did they have issues with tickets for Vancouver? Do you remember Colin at all? Was there news around that? Or, I mean, you guys seem to sell those out though pretty quickly. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I feel like every Olympics there's huge attendance and it didn't look bad to me. I mean, again, we're looking at the earliest days, but at least in speed skating, it looked maybe about three quarters full or whatever, but, Obviously, different countries are going to have different favorites, and you know it's it, again a very minor comparison. But you take the the Canada games that were just here in Winnipeg, and some events that like when we went to the tennis. You know, tennis is something if you go to any type of competitive event, this can be huge. They offered it free here in Winnipeg, and I showed up, and there were probably about twenty twenty five people there, hmm. and these were for like the finals. Meanwhile, you know the uh, baseball was selling out six thousand seats, and this is to watch teenagers play baseball and volleyball was completely sold out. It's uh, different demographics, different things, but I get at the same time you can look at it and say, well, speed skating that is, you know, Korea's national sport. So why is it not sold out from the beginning there? Well, I mean, I saw the curling and the curling looked completely full to me, but maybe that was a case that that's just the cheapest ticket. <laughs> like, you know, $5 for the thing. But I mean, I shouldn't like to always talk up Australia. I, I remember back during the uh, Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, they struggled to sell tickets to a lot of events. So they literally were like, buy one, get one free to the lawn bowls. So, you know, I mean, it's not just necessarily always a thing like that. But, I mean, it's it's day one as well. You know, it's plenty of time to see it. And maybe Koreans just hate ski jumping. I, I don't know. Like, it's like, oh, no, we're not seeing this crap. Um, but uh, we'll see how we go for the large hill, I guess. Um, all right. I think we can look quickly here. Uh, athlete of the 
today. We'll get to some coverage here, some commentators, and, you know, because I think that's going to be a little bit of a longer segment to go through here. And I've also got some notes here from Mallory, who didn't join us this morning, but she wanted her voice to be heard. Um, did you have an athlete of the day, Jared, or any of them at all? Because uh, I think you and I might have the same person. I would say so. I, I just can't go past uh, Mustachioed Man, um, Robert yes. Johansson in the ski jumping. I think um, if he'd shaved that off, it, it could have been gold instead of bronze. That may have been the wind resistance that stopped him getting those extra meters. But um, I think you're on to something. I'd say there. for the look, it was worth it. Yes, I think you might be right. The twirl there. of his mustache was creating too much drag in the wind. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Colin, did you... I mean, I, I think this might be a, a, a home run here for all of us because he was on my list. Unanimous. Uh, I've got someone else. So who was yours, yeah. sorry? Unanimous. Unanimous? Oh, right. I was just going to say unanimous. I was going to go with your hand set. I mean, my, my runner-up was going to be um, the, the previous year's gold medalist, Camille Stock, uh, just because... Here the commentators were like making a big deal about the fact that if he wins gold, he's gonna be the first one to do back to back gold since I can't remember the guy's name, you know, Maddie whatever, the Eddie the Eagle guy, uh, <laughs> who won the gold, who of course went on to stab people uh because of finger pulling contests and beat up his <laughs> wife and release a pop out. Korean of, pop singer. Uh, Finnish, sorry, not Korean. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I mean Camille Stock missed out on getting a medal, but I think he saved his own life and career here because we know the track record of back-to-back <laughs> yes. gold medalists in the sport. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, no, it is unanimous. He was on my list. But I just want to have a special runner-up here too uh, uh, in the biathlon, Makita Davidova. Uh, now she's a Czech uh, biathlete, and I'm not just doing this because she's very good to look at. She, uh, Her gun was very good to look at. She had a pink gun with little ponies on it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, <laughs> biathlon's exciting enough, but then if I'm watching this girl with a pink gun and ponies on it, like, with a gun, like, this is just, like, a sport where you're skiing forever, you got to stop every 10 seconds to shoot some target, like, it's just one of these sports, it's like, how do they come up with this stuff? It's crazy. This is why Nordic combines so brilliant, because let's add ski jump, this is, we're combining our two sports of the day here, almost, biathlon and ski jump, and wait till the Nordic combine starts, people, but Marquita Davidova, uh, for having a pink gun with ponies on it uh she's getting a special mention today on the show so uh if we can find her she's got a twitter we'll tweet her out and say uh show us your gun marquita um and i hope she's back in a in a later um event because uh i'm a fan i'm sold she finished 15th for those at home wondering uh where she did and good news she beat a french competitor in 16th so that's even better um (laughs) the coverage Oh, goodness. All right, let's start with CBC. I'm I'm intrigued to find out some of these commentary fails and things that are happening. What exciting things happened on CBC day one coverage of the uh, 2018 Olympics? Uh, well, I mean, the main one that I alluded to, and you mentioned the the little seat, as you say, which the CBC commentators, were, people referred to as a gate. That's the big one that uh, came up today. And it was just one of these really awkward things where, you know, a commentator makes a big deal about something, and then they only realize afterwards that maybe I'm not an expert, and I didn't know what I was talking about, so it's just kind of like an awkward, oh, I guess that's not. So... It was, I believe it was, um, the, uh, the, the one, what was his, uh, country? Was he one of the, um, uh, I can't remember the country. Johansson's country, what was it? Nor- Norway. Norway, that's. Oh, I want to take uh, you? Uh, 
Yeah. The, the Norway one who didn't make it, I think it was uh, Daniel Tande. So when he was going, there was like a big delay, and you got, you were probably nodding off as it was happening. Uh, but he had moved gates once, I guess. And it was like coming down that, that countdown clock, which is another thing that makes ski jumping so fascinating to get that countdown clock. And uh, all of a sudden, they start moving again. And the commentator uh, on CBC goes, they're moving gates again? How many gates are they going down? One. Well, that's not so bad. <laughs> oh, that sounds like if an Australian was commentating ski jumping, they wouldn't have a clue what's going on. Why are they jumping so high? I don't get it. <laughs> it was just, it was just totally awkward because he made the, it was the first time I heard a motion at all. They're moving gates again? How many gates are going down? <laughs> One. <laughs> I have to ask though, Colin, because like, um, you know, we, we're going to hear us rip shit more into Channel 7 in a minute, but like, I, I would assume that when the uh, ice hockey starts and Canada are playing, that's obviously the, the, the central focus for CBC. But I mean, given that you have so many athletes and so many uh, opportunities to win, do they spread out the coverage? I mean, do, do they do they focus more so? Like, are they focusing on Andy Naughty at the moment? Are they focusing on the, the snowcross people? I mean, or are they just kind of trying to spread it all out? it's it's pretty balanced but i guess one of the reasons is because like i said we have cbc but then we have like canada's version of espn tsn which has five different channels and then we have sportsnet which has like six different channels so there are potentially 12 channels that you could be watching english language coverage on so uh what usually happens is unless it's like a big prime time one hockey ends up on tsn uh, so on one of the cable networks, and then CBC will cover the events where they could be in and out within an hour and move on to something else. That's my favorite thing to do in life. Can you can you watch like the French coverage <laughs> as well? Or oh yeah, yeah. Well, we have the French channel. Um, there's uh, there's actually a Punjabi channel too. Oh wow, like Punjabi Olympic coverage. Jeez, the uh, the Indian people in Canada must love that too. I mean, what? And you get NBC as well. Like you, let's move to Canada, Jared. Yeah. Like this is like. <laughs> I'd, I'd almost rather get the New Zealand coverage at some point too, you know, 24 hours of Carlos Garcia night. Like, I mean, that sounds more exciting to me than watching the Moguls again. Like, I love the Moguls, but like, God damn it, if Britcox wins gold, we're not going to be seeing any events for the next 15 days. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I, I need to say, do you have the, do you have an app? Like, can you download an app and switch between sports as well? Uh, well, the CBC Olympic app gives you access to any event that's going on anywhere so you can you can watch the actual cbc coverage on your phone which is you know what i do if i'm not in the house uh or you can just choose this event that's going on and it it could be biathlon or whatever that isn't even being covered on any channels but then there's also the tsn app where you can actually watch live any of the five channels at the same time so uh the apps basically give you all the TV channels on your phone, but it'll also give you any sports that aren't being covered on TV. Right. We basically have everything. Yeah, that's basically what we have. And, and it's free. Well, I will say props. One thing, this is the one time I'll say this in a sentence. Props to Channel 7 uh, that you don't actually have to pay to watch all the sports this time around. They're all free. You just have to put up with, you know, My Kitchen Rule ads and Cuba Gooding Jr. trying to sell you Optus every five seconds. Um, but... Uh, that's for you, Colin. If you're wondering where Cuba Gooding Jr. is, he's stuck in Optus ads in Australia. Uh, I don't know why they fired him. <laughs> Between him and Usain Bolt, Optus are doing well, apparently. They can hire an Academy Award winner he, from the 90s and turned, Usain Bolt. <laughs> he, 
You mean he turned down the Fighting Temptations Part 2 to do ads in Australia? Well, it was O.J. Simpson, so, I mean, you know, that's the last thing he did. But, yeah, he is the face. What happened? They thought they were getting O.J. for these ads, and he shows up like, oh, it's Cuba Goody Jr. <laughs> Robert Kardashian, oh, it's David Schwimmer. Um, <laughs> but, um, at least it's free, like, you know, the app for the... It's, and it's uh, so much better watching it on the app. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jared, um, Channel 7, day one. I've got a few little one-liners here, which I've noted down, but, uh, besides the one-liners, coverage, uh, outside of the, uh, moguls qualifying 38,000 times. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty pathetic, and the fact that they interviewed Chumpy Pool, and who, I don't hate him, I just hate how overexposed he is on Channel 7 for, like, never doing anything at the Winter Olympics. Um... Oh, it just bugs me so much. I'm like, you have four channels and you're using one. Like, their coverage of the tennis, they had it on, like, two channels and they pretty much covered, like, all the events in the lead-up to the Open and they'd have two matches during the Open on at the same time. You could watch the rest on the app. I'm like, why is that not happening during the Olympics as well? Like, you pay this much to have the Olympics and then you don't show any of it. And then even the Australian athletes, you missed our two athletes in the skiathlon. Like, that's your job is just you cut away so often to show the Australian. Like, the two seconds we'll get of the luge is the Australian going down the track. Mm -hmm. But then you miss the two Australian athletes in the skiathlon. Like, you can't even showcase the Australian athletes properly. Like, it's just, it's just pathetic. I'm like, just put sport on. That's the point of watching it. Like, so many people have complained about it. And I hope they keep doing it because, like, they just need to wake up and, and learn how to broadcast, basically. Put put the horse racing on racing.com. Like, why is that even on? Why is that a thing? There are 51 athletes competing for Australia in the Winter Olympics. 51. I'm pretty sure we can uh, cover them pretty quickly uh, when it comes to that. We, we mentioned yesterday on the show, I just want to say this before I forget, about starting up a Kickstarter campaign to buy the Olympic rights off Channel 7. I went through the motions. I spent a good hour setting up this page. It was great. Kickstarter refused our page. They would not let it be a thing. Okay, I'm trying to raise $170 million, um, but at the end of the day, fuck you, Kickstarter. All right, we're trying to save the coverage here. Um, to, to do it, uh, here in Australia. But you're absolutely right, Jared. I mean, why do we need to see a replay of the opening ceremony in prime time and not put on the, the other sports on the other multi channels? Now, okay, I realize I've got to show the women's AFL. Fair enough. That was a, a big night here in Australia. We had 42,000 people at a game of women's football. That was a iconic moment for Australian sports. So I understand they're going to show that on one of the multi channels. But on the other channel, it was like fucking border security or something like that. Like they legitimately said, Oh, for our New South Wales and Victoria viewers, we're in that Tasmania. They never put us on there. You need to switch now to seven mate if you want to continue watching it. Um, because at 5.30, half an hour before the news, they had a repeat of border security to show. Like, that's more important than showing the Olympics that he spent $170 million on! Um, and then even, even last night, the ski jumping, at like 11 o'clock at night, they decide to, oh, there's a bit of a delay there, so let's show a replay of the speed skating! Like, just show the live sport! If you want to watch a replay, watch it on the app. Um, and yeah, the, I'm just scrolling through here, hashtag 7Olympics is their official tag. And just reading some of the comments, these are some of the tweets uh, that we're looking here um, on here. So we've got Sarah, at Sarah J. Wildy. 
Really hope Channel 7's coverage of the game improves. Several live events, and yet I am watching replays of the opening ceremony. You have so many digital channels, I should be able to watch at least three events at once. Hashtag 7 Olympics, hashtag 7 Sports. Uh, there's another one here, Becca Leanne. Why isn't there an option to mute the commentators during the opening ceremony on 7 Olympics? And they've used a gif here of Snape from Harry Potter saying, Silence. Um, Brad Howard, at Brad Howard. Seven Olympics, please make an urgent change to your idea that we only want to watch the Australians. You are showing another replay of the opening ceremony at 7.30pm, prime time when live and action is on. Please show us some respect, shut your commentators up, and show sport. Uh, <laughs> so these are just a few here. Um, it's just, it's crazy. Do people complain like this about CBC, Colin? No, he's he's gone. Uh, he's I don't know what he's doing. Have a counto to take. I don't know if I was meant to read that on air. Do you know what a counto is at all, um, Jared? <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a call to take. Oh, a call. <laughs> I have a call to take. I'm back now for a brief minute. A counto. <laughs> well, you've written. There's no space between That's like some weird Australian. There's no space between call and well, two. The I'm like, what's a call to? to... I had to I answer a call. Thing. I'm sorry that I'm taping with one hand's not as good as what you would do. <laughs> You'll have to go in a second. Before okay, I'm going to go to these commentary files. I wait. To, I, I need to quickly read this out on air uh, about Mallory because she said something here that I need you to to say. If you have to go, I'll I'll read this out now. So, uh, how long do you have here, Colin? Uh, I've got long enough to do the My Name is Athlete. Oh, okay. You've got plenty of time then. Okay. Well, maybe I'll just quickly go over these one-liners here from our Australian commentary quickly. All yeah. right. So um, these are some of our slope-style one-liners. Um, this is... For, okay. I still do not know who this woman is who is hosting a lot of this. She was the one in the opening ceremony. Do we have a name on her yet, Jared? I, she's annoying the fuck out of me. I don't know who she is. I don't like her. Do you know who she is? No idea. Okay, that's our goal, is to find out her name by the end of this coverage. She said, in between the slope style, it's been described as the sport Johnny Knoxville would compete in, because I've always wanted to know that, uh, to which she followed up with, we'll go back to that later. Right now, let's go back to one of the more traditional sports, the moguls. Now, the moguls, I believe, debuted in, like, 1994, did they not, Colin? <laughs> like, yeah. The tradition of the last 20... Now, traditional, generally, to me, would be, like, the downhill, figure skating, you know, cross-country, sports that have been in there since, like, 1924. <laughs> Not one that just barely made it in the last century. Like, who is this woman? <laughs> I don't like her. Um, and then some of the commentary in the slope style, my favourite was, they call it a money beater for a reason, and that time the check was dishonoured. Uh... <laughs> Follow, followed by the constant use of the term barn burner. That was a barn burner. That was a barn burner. To which then they cut to a commentator saying, we're now joined by Keno. So Australian. He's Keno. Uh, and to which they're describing the 12 finalists for the men's slope style. They read out four Canadians and a New Zealander. And to which they refer to it as the Commonwealth Games on Ice. Um, <laughs> not even half of the nations in the final are Commonwealth nations, and this is the Commonwealth Games on Ice. <laughs> Tune in to our Commonwealth Games coverage on Channel 7. Anything to get a segue in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were, they were my favourites of the day. Um, all right, I'll get to this Mallory one for you, and then we can go into the My Name Is and see if you can stick around for our uh, Aussie uh, fan messages at least. So, 
Okay, Mallory was watching this along the day. If you didn't tune into our day one and going, who the hell is Mallory? Uh, she's a Canadian who was on the episode yesterday who somehow is attached to me. Um, but she couldn't join us. She didn't want to get up this morning uh, that early. She's written to me. I'm going to read this. Men's slope style qualifiers. Kawachan sweaters. Kawachan sweaters. Oh, this is a Canadian thing, Colin. What, how do you say that? Kawachan? Kawachan? Do you know what I'm talking I- about? I, I know the word, but I'm going to disappoint Mallory. I have no idea what it is. Oh. I mean, I'm from Winnipeg. I wear, I wear T-shirts in the winter. I don't know what a sweater is here. She was so excited for you that this was going to be a well, thing. Somebody you... from Victoria who needs a sweater when it's minus three probably would. <laughs> uh, she said, Max Parrott looked at E's second run. Gorgeous. Mark McMorris is back, yay, after injury last year. Three Canadians in the final from Heat 2, one Canadian Heat 1, four Norwegians as well. She's then written Women's Moguls Qualifiers. We get it! They were on TV. Um, Aussie <laughs> outfits, love heart face, love heart face, love heart face. Japan's jackets, Quebecois, now Quebecois. Three Canadians, one Aussie, congrats, haha. Women's hockey prelims, Sweden or Switzerland, v Japan. Half empty stadium, but Colin will appreciate that you know they're there. Uh, did you <laughs> did you appreciate that you knew that they were there? <laughs> yeah, I mean we're not having those terrible lighting effects on the seats. You can see that there's people in the stands. Not the greatest game. Look at shots on goal. Shitty commentators. Yay, Sweden. Followed up by skiathlon, aka cross country skiing, most boring sport I've ever seen. Why? Um, so, um, that's Mallory's Messages, the new segment on Off the Podium. Uh, alright, who have we got today for our My Name Is from Canada? Well, considering by default he was able to upstage our hero Charles Hamlin, we have to go with Samuel Gerard. Uh, and this is a good one because I'm not sure how good his English is. Maybe they should have done one of these in French just so he looked a little better. Uh, but it goes, hello, my name is Samuel Gerard and I am Canadian. My favorite Olympic moment is men 5,000 meter relay winning in Vancouver, which was a Charles Hamlin event. So some credit to him. Uh, this is great. If I could have any superpower, it would be Superman. <laughs> Cool. So Superman is a power. Yep. Um, my favorite sports movie is Eddie the Eagle. Ah. Draw, draw a picture of yourself. Uh, it looks like he's either a lumberjack cutting on a tree with a chainsaw, or he is trying to present a bouquet of flowers to a tree. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Canadian. This one's hilarious. This one's hilarious. My funniest childhood memory is going camping trip. <laughs> 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 All going camping trips are so funny. <laughs> My favorite pump-up song is Mud on the Tire by Brad Paisley. Uh, the most recent TV show I binge watch is Games of Throne. <laughs> Draw a picture of one of your teammates. I don't even know what the name is here. It looks like it says Maxim Logan. Uh, but he's drawn a picture with somebody um, who I think they're carrying an Olympic torch, and they're approaching a drone. <laughs> um, if I weren't an athlete, I would be mechanical. <laughs> I think he's speeches right now. <laughs> My favorite vacation spot is forest because it's calm. Um, I don't even know. If, I'm going to go through the other ones to save this one for, for last. Um, if I could be an Olympian in any other sport, it would be ski jumping, my favorite song lyric is Les Colors, Ma Petite Julie, <laughs> which translates as The Colors, My Little Julie. <laughs> 
My guilty pleasure is Pepsi and any dessert. Draw a picture of your favorite animal. He drew a dog, and it says, Say un chien, which oh. means it's a dog. <laughs> cool. Now, here's the one you can't top. People usually describe me as Woody Guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ryan Lochte quote, isn't it? Uh... <laughs> Woody Guy almost made a bronze medal by default today. So Samuel Gerard, uh, your name is Samuel Gerard. <laughs> Which is all I can cover. I gotta go now. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll leave you on a Lindsay Vaughn tweet uh, from the second of right. February. Sorry, I get emotional sometimes. Thanks for listening. Um. <laughs> Does it end with at Woody Guy? <laughs> Should. Uh, she. Was, I think she went off to watch Games of Thrones after that. Um, so. <laughs> all right, Colin. Right. Go Canada. Go Andy Naughty. Uh, get excited for the Moral. moguls. We'll speak to you during the moguls. Yeah. Um, good night. Good night. Colin Hilding, everybody. All right, he's off. I don't know. That was an emergency. Maybe um, he got called up to be on the uh, Moguls team. I don't know, uh, Jared. Um, fan message. Again, I don't know if you've read any of these. Feel free to chime in if you've got any of these to go. Sadly, none of ours have made the uh, page. I looked at it. Um, but let's have a crack here uh, at one of our... Uh, is he a Figure skater Harley Windsor. That's not uh, figure skating. That is. I oh, know it is figure skating. He's our. Oh, he's our uh, indigenous athlete that they uh, talked about a lot. He's in our uh, pairs or ice dancing. Uh, from Julie in New South Wales. All of us in Kira Place. Oh, we know where Julie lives in New South Wales. Let's uh, rock up to her house. Are proud of you already, hun. But show the world what you two have, hun. Go get them. Glad your mum's going over. Yo, see you. She deserves that. Pity Dad wasn't as well, but I'm sure there will be more games to come for you both. Good luck, hun. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Um, pretty standard. Uh, <laughs> the hun. How many huns have been mentioned in that one? Uh, to one of our freestyle skiers, Anton Grimes. This one is from John Utz of New South Wales. Hi, Anton. I just wanted to wish you the best of luck. I spent the past month with your dad, Hans, in Noosa. He was very excited and proud of your selection. Again, best wishes, John Oots. You ever spent uh, time in Noosa with uh, his dad Hans at all, Jared? No, I haven't had the pleasure. No, no, not yet. Uh, <laughs> Kaz, Taman and Rob from New South Wales send in a message to uh, Jared Hughes, a snowboarder. All the best, mate. We're so excited to see you on the TV. And keep cheering loudly when we just hear your name. Go for gold, mate. We're all proud of you. Uh, that's that's pretty excited. So good is that message. They've sent it twice, and it's been published twice. Uh, so thanks, Australian Olympic Committee, for um, publishing one twice. Uh, there's another one here to uh, one of our cross-country skiers, uh, Jessica Yeaton, of course, who uh, competed yesterday. We sent the message to her yesterday. Uh, this one can get published, but ours can't. Brian Mengini from an overseas fan. Anchorage fans, Seth Nolan here too, checking in. South High represent. We're watching your classic race right now. Well, obviously, they're not watching Channel 7. And cheering for you. Good luck. <laughs> Um, Karen Stokes sends one here to Bobsleigh, uh, just the entire sport. They're a big fan of the sport. Hi, guys. I don't, they don't care about the women's bobsleigh. It's only about the men's. Uh, hi, guys. I just watched you interviewed on Channel 7, and you are awesome. Great athletes and excellent ambassadors for your sport and your country. 
Enjoy the games and compete well. We will be watching, smiley face. Um, there is literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight blank messages here to Oz Olympic team 12 hours ago. Are you seeing this too? There's nothing written in these boxes. Mm, yeah, they're a big fan of the dash. And yet ours can't get published, but they care about blank messages. Uh, I, I love this one here. Ten Kit of Victoria has sent one in to Jarrett Hughes and to Scotty James. Both say, go Aussie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alright, here's one more. David Morris, our good friend here on the show. Olympic silver medalist. One of the, the high hopes for medals. And an absolute legend of uh, Winter Olympic Sport in Australia. This is from Mrs. Maria Teasdale of Victoria. Hi, David. I teach a grade three and four class at Our Lady of the Pines in Donvale. I was there when you visited in 2014 after the Winter Olympics. The children were amazed when I told them that you went to school at OLOP and are really engaged with the Winter Olympics. Good luck. We will be following you. You are a great inspiration to the children. Oh, isn't that nice? I I wonder if these, like, they actually, um, read these. I mean, I'm sure they do. Um... But we really need to help out, like, because, I mean, you start to see a few messages to the same old people here, and this is our job. We're trying to message at least everybody. We've already done three out of the 51, so we're going to choose another three today. Um, but, uh, I mean, I feel there's some here, Jared, that aren't getting any love at all. Yes, yeah. I'm just trying to see who. Uh, I think what we'll do is we'll look at who's competing. Uh, we'll get to, obviously, who's competing today. If I quickly scroll through here. So, uh, Callum Watson, who, of course, appeared on our, our show a couple of months ago, uh, he's in the skiathlon. So, I think we can start off with him. Do you, are, we, are we down for that? Do we Should we go continue on our who's competing on this day? I think we should go for Yeah, that. I think that's a good plan. Alrighty, so let's, uh, let's quickly get this while we're on air. Okay then, sport, Oz Olympic team. Shall we send them a couple more blank messages? What do you reckon? Um, <laughs> I think they're getting a few here. Alright, Callum Watson, name. Um, sh- shall we go with off the podium or should we put some real names in here to see if that gets our chances up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hans, um, Hans Grimus. Hans Anton's dad. Grimus. Yes, he's there. Alright. Email hansgrimus at hotmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, the real Hans Grimus, if you get a few emails here. Uh, select state. Well, he's obviously from Dubbo's. That's in New South Wales, is it not? Um, oh, no, Noosa. That's in, that's in, that's Queensland. Where's Noosa? Um, Queensland? New South Wales. Shit, it's somewhere up that way. Uh, alright. What, what do we want to say to Callum, Jared? What are we gonna, what are we gonna do? Cross country, the shit out of those skis. They probably won't publish it because it's got the word shit in it. So we've got to think outside the square here, don't we? Mm. Um, um, beat the Russians. No, that's, <laughs> I guess we can't refer to any countries here. Um, really hope you ski the Athlon well and do the cross country proud. Um, bring it home. For Hans. <laughs> Go, you good thing. Yeah, okay, that'll do mm, I listened to you on a podcast once. <laughs> What's well, called Off the Podium? Uh, Alright, I just signed Hans Grimes up for some uh, exclusive Olympic e-newsletters, so I'm sure he'll be happy with that. Alrighty, so there's Callum Watson. Who else is uh, competing 
today. Uh, I'm just going to quickly screenshot this one and we'll put that up on our social media so everybody can see that uh, we are comedic geniuses uh, continuing on with that like we did yesterday. Uh, alrighty, so there's one down. This is all well edited, folks. Okay, post another message. Also competing today. Uh, oh, the moguls are on today. Really? Didn't realise that. Uh, what? When is this happening? Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen any coverage of that. All right, I guess we're going to give something to Brit, right? Come on, let's let's. This message will get Brit Cox a medal. Let's be honest. This is going to do it. All right, Brit Cox. This is from um, who? Who? Who can this be from? Um, uh, Andy Naughty. Don't beat me today. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Let's do that. Uh, Andy Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see if this gets published. Select state, overseas fan, dear Brit, please, well, plays, please don't beat me today. I would like to win a medal too. Let's go gold and silver and you take the silver, okay? Thanks. Uh, that'll do. <laughs> I- I'm sure she'll get the message. <laughs> Let's be honest, that one's not getting published. Uh, um, all right, thanks, Britt Cox. Uh, all right, any more? Let's see, do we have a... Oh, how about we go to our snowboard uh, slope-style qualifier today, the 17-year-old Tess Cody. Um, I think I think we can do some inspiration there if I can uh, find her here to cross her off my list. All right, are you happy with Tess Cody here? Let's, yep, let's, sounds let's, good. Let's go for Tess. Uh, send another message. All righty. We're going for snowboard. We're going for Tess. Where is she? Where is she? There she is. Uh, name. Uh, what's that New Zealander's name? Uh, <laughs> um, what was he like? Uh, Carlos Garcia. Carlos? Knight. Yeah. Shall we go for Carlos Garcia? You reckon he's going to send yep. one? Email, um, New Zealand at New Zealand. Dot com. I'm sure that's his email. I think they've all got the same one over there. Uh, overseas fan. Um, uh, Oi, bro. Uh, hope to see you at the end. Uh- <laughs> Maybe we can grab fish and chips sometime. <laughs> Maybe we can grab fish and chops <laughs> sometime. <laughs> I'll shout after I win Solver. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> oh, we're idiots. Done. All right. <laughs> there you go, Tess Cody. I really hope that even if, like, the moderators are sitting here going, oh, God, he's this off the podium, Blaze doing it again, they at least just fought it through. Like, that's the least you can do, Australian Olympic Committee. Like, you know, we're going out of our way here to uh, send these messages in. It's- it's got to be more inspiring than a blank A4 page that they hand to the to the Oz Olympic team. Yes. Let's sit down in a meeting. Guys, we've got some messages. All right. Uh, to the entire team, blank blank message. Uh, good luck. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, one thing I actually would love to do, this is something I thought last night. It's kind of a random thing. Anybody listening to this outside of Australia and Canada, I would love to kind of see... Um, cover it like I want to see what the studios of all the world's uh, you know coverage looks like because uh, I don't know if you saw the Hamish McLaughlin standing in front of a cheap green screen 
Um, you know, they don't even have a studio Channel 7. They're just, like, standing in front of a green screen and superimposing a shot of a mountain in the background. But, you know, I'd like to, like, I should have mentioned this, Colin, we'll mention this to him tomorrow. Like, I want him to take a photo of, like, you know, the CBC hosting their little studio. But it'll be a cool little, uh, little montage thing we could piece together of, you know, like, if we've got any Slovenian listeners, what do the Slovenian hosts look like when they're sitting in their studios there in Pyeongchang and, you know, New Zealand? I mean, do they have anybody there? I bet you they're scrambling to find some journalists to send her to Pyeongchang. Oh, shit, bro, we're to cover the Winter Olympics. Uh, <laughs> Carlos is skiing for us, snowboarding for us. Um, so if anybody's listening to us outside of uh, Canada and, the, and Australia, uh, if you can, take a photo of your uh, national broadcasting, what they look like in studio, anything that kind of be nice. Just uh, find us on Facebook off the podium, and uh, we'd love to kind of uh, compile a little uh, collage of all the, what those look like. It would be interesting to see. Uh, but day two is here. Now, I believe the moguls might be on today, Jared. Do you know if these are on today at all? Yeah, I'm not sure. They they might be after that uh, that cooking show on Channel 7. <laughs> Which we have to establish. Channel 7 can't take a break from my kitchen. They just still show that in prime time. <laughs> Fucking Channel 7. Uh, today, though, we uh, got some good stuff going on. Alpine skiing, the men's downhill, uh, is decided today. I'm always a fan of the downhill. Uh, I mean, this is, as a, as Basil described it last night in the preview, did you hear him say, the Formula One of the Winter Olympics? Uh, didn't realise that they have engines in the back of those skis, but always got to love the downhill. Yeah, it's a great sport and, and definitely a lot faster than the uphill. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Um, the men's sprint in the biathlon will be decided today. There's actually seven medals today as opposed, oh, tomorrow as opposed to five uh, on day one. Uh, so we have the men's ski athlon, as we said, and the cross-country skiing. Freestyle skiing, the women's moguls. What? Uh, they're happening. Uh, the men's singles in the luge will be decided. The men's slope style and snowboarding. And the uh, the endurance event of the speed skating, the men's 5,000 metres. Uh, interesting, though, uh, for an Australian perspective, that the slope style is about midday. I think all the other events are basically at night. Uh, but it's kind of weird to think that, you know, the slope style, the, uh, you know, the event that Johnny Knoxville would compete in, um, you know, that's happening during the day. Outside of the medal events, uh, there'll be more curling. Uh, there will be figure skating, uh, happening today as well. Uh, tomorrow, he's saying today, tomorrow in terms of, uh, when you were listening to this, but you know, it's mainly today when we're recording this. Uh, so excited for that. Uh, second day of matches in group stage of ice hockey will be happening. Uh, and also in snowboarding as well, there will be qualifying in the women's slope style outside of the final of the men's. Uh, Australians competing uh, on day two. Um, for those who want to know, because Channel 7 won't cover this as well as we will, to make sure that you know that they're um, competing. As we said, Callum Watson will be in the skiathlon. Good friend of ours on the show. Go, Callum. Keep up the good uh, run here for Off the Podium guests. Um, outside of Britt Cox in the final, though, we should mention that there will be another qualifying run in the, the women's moguls. So there is still chances there for Jakara Anthony, Maddie Himbury, and Claudia Gwelly to, uh, join Britt in the final. Uh, Alex Falazo, I'm going to say his name correctly one point, will be hoping to at least make it to the final bit of the luge, but he's still got at least one more run to go. And as we mentioned, uh, Tess Cody will be, uh, going to the slopes in the women's slope style. Our youngest athlete, she's 17 years of age. Now, uh, before we leave, I did not mention the medal tally. Uh, that was a bit awkward, uh, but there's really not that much to go through. Uh, Germany are leading the medal tally uh, on the basis of gold medals. We always have this debate, I feel. Should we sort this by gold or total medals? 
But we're doing the official way. So Germany, two gold, zero silver, zero bronze, a total of two medals. If we did this by um, actual total medals, the Dutch would lead just over the Norwegians. They've both won four medals on day one, but the Dutch got a gold, two silvers, and a bronze. Uh, all in speed skating. That's all they ever win. It's like Jamaicans in uh, the Summer Olympics. They only ever win in the sprinting. Uh, South Korea, host nation, got a gold on day one, as we mentioned. Sweden got a gold. They've won one medal. Norway, three silver, one bronze. Czech Republic, a bronze. Finland, a bronze. And Olympic athletes from Russia, a bronze. Uh, and uh, that's where we're currently sitting at the moment. Anything you're looking forward to the most on uh, day two besides the frickin' moguls? Uh, I mean, let's be honest. We are excited. We hope that Brit Cox can uh, take home a medal uh, as much as they're promoting it. We know that's Channel 7's job. We'd love to see her walk away with the medal. Uh, but, I mean, uh, are, you, are you hopeful? Is Brit going to do it? Is she going to pull a Campbell sister? Is she going to pull something else? Or is she going to actually live up to expectations? I think she'll do all right. I haven't seen her on any Swiss ads, so I'm hoping that bodes well for her. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Anything else you're looking forward to outside of what we've already talked about? I am looking forward to the luge. It will be interesting to see um, if the the German Felix Locke can uh, win his third gold medal in a row. So looking forward to seeing if he can pull that off. Pull a Dawn Fraser. That's it. I'm, I'm also looking forward to seeing Carlos go for gold for New Zealand. Come on, Carlos! Get a get a bronze. I want him to see. I don't want him to win a gold. I don't want him to win a silver. I want Carlos to win a bronze. All right, that's the only medal that New Zealand deserve, a bronze. So uh, come on, Carlos, uh, get bronze behind two Canadians. I'm hoping for a good day for Canada today as well. I'm not meant to root for them over Australia, but uh, I do sometimes, and I've also got to do that for Colin because he's not here right now. But we'll be back. Uh, in terms of listening to this, you're listening to this early on a Sunday morning. We will be back probably very late Sunday night because we're going to be uh, planning on recording directly after the Moguls finals to uh, talk all that up and, uh, you know, give you all the coverage that Channel 7 hasn't and uh, everything else in between. If you like us, if you think we're funny, uh, thank you. Uh, like us on Facebook. Off the Podium podcast, and uh, remember to use the hashtag Off the Podium whilst watching the games, and uh, we can uh, join you in uh, going through what has so far been a good start to the Pyeongchang 2018 games. Thanks to Colin and Jared, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, it's been fun. And thanks to Mallory for sort of joining us, but we'll be back soon. Thanks for tuning to Off the Podium, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Good night. Let's go.